Welcome to the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. Wellness is the foundation that unlocks your highest performance both mentally and physically and allows you to enjoy life to its fullest. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness and performance lessons that are going to help you to live your best life. So, put on your shoes, head out of the door and start stepping into your potential. Hello friends, this is Coach Peter. Welcome to today's show. I hope that you've had an absolutely fantastic day. And guess what? Even if you haven't had the best day, if it's been like a medium day, I hope that this is not going to ruin your day. I mean, that if you've had an okay day, this is not going to turn into a bad day. And that by the end of the day, today, when someone asks, how's your day been? You said, it was a great day, partly because I've risen to this awesome episode of the Coach Peter podcast. Today's show is going to be a bit of a teaser and it's especially a teaser for myself because I'm going to be talking about saunas and actually it's it's not a sauna. I want to make it very clear at this point. Sauna is actually sauna. Okay, so in sauna it's from Finland. In Finnish we call it sauna. And it's actually a big difference between Finnish and English in general, is that in English, you can just kind of, you don't even have to open your mouth, you can just mumble words and they just come out. Whereas in Finnish, you have to use your whole mouth to get the sounds that we use. For example, pyrry. Well, that's not actually a good example. Um, Well, sauna is a good example. So, instead of sauna, Sauna. I can just mumble that. When you say sauna, you really have to use your whole mouth and you have to use your whole face to get those sounds out of your pie hole. So today we're going to be talking about saunas. And the reason why it's a bit of a tease for me is because right now we're just coming to the end of the lockdown here in Melbourne. And saunas have been closed during this lockdown, which obviously doesn't we we'll talk about it, but it doesn't make much sense. Anyway, saunas have been closed. I haven't been able to go to sauna for more than three months now. And if you know me, you those who really know me, and you, my friend, the listener of the podcast, you're about to learn how much I actually love saunas in today's episode. They're very, very close to my heart. It's literally my favorite hobby. It's It's my favorite thing to do in the whole world is to go into the sauna and do what I'm going to be talking about today. So, full disclosure, what you're about to hear is extremely biased. I am an absolute sauna connoisseur. You know, I have been going to the sauna at least once a week since I was about four, three to four years old. I think that's when my parents first time took me to the sauna. And I could be wrong, maybe it was earlier, I can't remember. And for the last couple of years of my life, I've been going to the sauna five to seven times a week, mostly seven times a week, and pretty much no fail seven times a week, unless the apartment block sauna, with the apartment block where I live, that the sauna has been closed because of COVID. And this has been the case for the last three months. So it's been tough, but we're on the tail end. Today's Wednesday. And I can expect 
to be reunited with my favorite hobby on Friday. So less than 48 hours now, I'm going to be sitting my bum on the sauna rung and I'm going to be enjoying it. So the biggest reason why I wanted to make this podcast today is that as a, as a self-proclaimed sauna expert, I've noticed a bit of a paradox that it's very funny to me, actually. Firstly, there are a lot of people in the wellness, health, fitness, you know, the podcast, education space. There are a lot of people who are very aware of the amazing health benefits of regular sauna use. And these people are very vocally encouraging people to use saunas. This is absolutely fantastic. This is great. Let's all spread the message of sauna use and the amazing health benefits that you'll hear about later. Then on the other hand, we have Finnish people. The average person in Finland, the average Finnish person has no idea about all the amazing health benefits of sauna use. They just freaking love it. They absolutely love it. Every Finn knows that sauna, it just makes you feel awesome. And it's like, it doesn't matter what kind of a day you've had. doesn't matter what kind of a week you've had. If by the end of the week or by the end of the day, you go into the sauna, it just, it just washes it away. It just, it's a clean slate. You, you sleep great and it just brings you back to baseline. And it's, it's. I, th- I think it's definitely safe to say that it is sauna use is the favorite stress management tool of everything. But on average, I'm pretty certain that Finns have no clue on just how beneficial sauna use actually is for their health. They just they've never heard about this study. There's a lot of research that we're gonna get into, but. On average, they just don't know how good it even is, but they all do it. And the thing that I find hilarious, and it is slightly frustrating to me, the thing is that the people who are standing on the rooftops on the podcast and they're yelling about the amazing health benefits of saunas, these people are missing something. And this is not a minor detail. This is an absolutely a key point. They fail to tell people how should you actually use your sauna. Is there a difference between different types of saunas? Are all saunas equal? These are not minor details. How should you actually use your sauna to reap all the health benefits? Nobody talks about this. And this is a very relevant point because the most widely quoted studies about the health benefits of sauna use They've been conducted in Finland. And as a native Finn, as a self-proclaimed sauna expert, you know, I've been going to the sauna 24 years, 25 years, semi-regularly or very regularly. I can tell you for an absolute fact that the way that Finns use their saunas is very, very, very different from the way that everyone else in the world uses their saunas. So the goal of today's episode is to bridge the gap between the science of sauna use and the practical experience that I've accumulated during my 25 years of regular sauna use since I was three to four years old. 
So before we get into all that, I just want to remind you that if you haven't taken the opportunity yet to rate and review the podcast or to leave me a rating or an, and a review on Google search when you type in Coach Buru, I would appreciate it very much if you took the opportunity and did that and showed your appreciation and showed that you've been listening, that you're out there and that you're enjoying this content. So before I'm going to run you through the proper Finnish way of using a sauna, we're first going to get on the same page about the amazing health benefits of sauna use. Regular sauna use has been shown to improve cardiovascular, respiratory, neurological, metabolic and mental health. Wow. Sauna use triggers what is known as hormesis. Hormesis means that it is a short-term stress to the body which stimulates positive adaptations. And sauna use is very much like exercise and cold exposure for example. These these are short-term stresses to the body which create positive adaptations such as improved fitness, activation of genes that repair DNA damage, boost immunity and enhance the physical and mental stress tolerance of the organism, which is you, my friend. Extremely hot temperatures also seem to have unique benefits for the body because of something called heat shock protein activation. Heat shock proteins lower inflammation in the body and they make cells stronger by protecting them against stress and injuries and therefore making you more resistant to diseases. That's amazing. Imagine, wow, wouldn't this have been amazing during a time when people's immunity to viral infections, you know, it's been brought to the forefront, it's been tested with a heavy hand. I don't know, maybe this is why saunas and gyms never never close. Or I think that they actually closed for a couple weeks during the pandemic in Finland. But apart from that, you've been able to go to the gym, you've been able to go to the sauna through the whole thing. Obviously, this hasn't been the case everywhere in the world. Anyways, I digress. So, back to sauna. According to David Sinclair, so David Sinclair is uh, is a director of aging research at Harvard University. He's also written some really good books, and he's also very, very, very popular guest on many, many podcasts. He's really, really good person to listen to. And he says that sauna use activates your so-called longevity genes. So these longevity genes are called sirtuins. These sirtuins, or longevity genes if you will, are activated by short-term environmental stress. And the activation of these genes actually makes you younger. You reverse aging because these genes, when activated, they stimulate the repair of damaged DNA. So the benefits of sauna use, they're starting to build up here. And here's another one because Sauna use can be a very, very, a very potent sleep quality enhancer due to the fact that your body temperature, as well as the temperature in your environment, you know, your bedroom and the, the climate, these are major stimulus for your circadian rhythm, also known as your biological clock. 
So your circadian, circadian rhythm, the biological clock, this is a master clock that regulates things like sleep and wake cycles, digestion, hormone secretions, and many, many other things that happen without our conscious control in our bodies. It turns out that the body needs to cool down at nighttime so that you can achieve the deepest and the best quality restorative sleep. This is also why you're always going to sleep better in a cooler room and it's going to be really hard to sleep in the summertime if your aircon isn't there to save you. Like it's just, especially here in Australia, it can be terrible if you don't have an aircon and it's summertime heat. It's very, very hard to sleep. So you might ask, how exactly can sauna, which is obviously a very hot environment, how can sauna help you to cool down at nighttime. See, when you get in the sauna and you really crank it up, which we'll talk about later, and your body starts actively cooling itself down, starting from the core. So your core temperature, your body wants to cool down your core temperature. And to achieve that, it sends blood to the periphery. So this is why you're going to get red because the blood is going to the periphery so that the core can cool down. And then after the fact, when you get out of the sauna, you sit down or from a hot bath, the same thing works with a hot bath. You allow the body to dump all the heat from the periphery. You're really going to set the stage for very effective cooling and very good night's sleep. And it's really important to get into a cool environment as soon as you can. And you want to keep your feet and your hands exposed because your body dumps heat most effectively through these surfaces because they don't have any hair follicles on them whatsoever. And it can actually be very uncomfortable to not cool down properly after a sauna session. And you're going to experience what we in Finnish, we call it the jälki soja. And this basically means the specific word for the after sweat that you experience after a sauna. And it's a very, it's pretty uncomfortable. It's perfusive sweating. And even if you've just taken a shower, you're going to sweat like crazy. And it's like you need another shower after that. So I would highly recommend you to really take your time cooling down after your sauna use before you put on your clothes, before you start moving your body, or else you're going to get some soya and you're going to t have to take another shower. So we got some really good health benefits here, and if this hasn't already made you to start planning and building your own sauna, consider this one. Sauna use has been shown to promote growth hormone release. And the size of the release depends on how much time you spend in the sauna, how hot your sauna is, and how often you use the sauna. And growth hormone assists in all kinds of repair and recovery processes within the body. So it is, to a certain extent, it is very, very good. A Finnish study showed that two 20-minute sauna sessions at 80 degrees heat, separated by a 30-minute cooling period, elevated growth hormone levels twofold over baseline. And two 15-minute sauna sessions at 100 degrees Celsius, this resulted in a five-fold increase in growth hormone. So that's very impressive because these growth hormone 
promoting effects of sauna use, they seem to persist for at least a couple hours after you go to sauna. And we also know that you get your biggest growth hormone secretion during the first half of the night when you're in deep, slow wave sleep. So there you go. If you want to maximize your natural growth hormone production, you want to build muscle easily, you want to repair your body like the Wolverine if you're injured, you should get off the Netflix and you should get into the sauna before going to bed. What about the cardiovascular and the neurological benefits of sauna use? And these are, after all, the most widely known benefits of sauna use. And this is going to be the last section where we're talking about the benefits of sauna use before we get into the meat and nuts, which is actually how do you use that thing. So a super interesting study that has been done by a team of researchers led by Dr. Jari Laukkonen has been and Jari Laukonen has been conducting this study in eastern Finland since 1984. So this study called the Kuopio Ischemic Heart Disease Risk Factor Study has been following people in eastern Finland since 1984. And in this population-based study that started in 1984 and is still ongoing to this day, they've been following 2,315 men who were between the ages 42 and 60 years at the time of recruitment to the study. So these men were middle-aged, average, Finnish, healthy men. This study has provided some of the most compelling evidence about the amazing health benefits of regular sauna use and has been shown a strong link between sauna use and reduced death and disease. So. These 2,315 participants were divided into three groups. On the first group, we have the, the people who only use the sauna once a week. On the second group, we have the people who use the sauna two to three times a week. And on the third group, we have those who use the sauna four to seven times a week. At the 20 year follow up, so after following these men for 20 years, they, they had some pretty interesting findings. So the first finding was that those who use sauna two to three times a week, they were 27% less likely to die from cardiovascular related causes than those who only use sauna once a week. So wow, two to three times a week, reduced your chance of dying from cardiovascular-related causes by 27% compared to those who only use sauna once a week. Wow. And wait, there's more, because probably the most startling finding was that the results were actually found to be dose-dependent. So the group who used sauna four to seven times a week were found to be 50% less likely to die from cardiovascular related causes. So almost double compared to the group who went to the sauna two to three times a week. And in addition to this, the guys who used the sauna four to seven times a week, they were found to be 40% less likely to die from any cause of premature death. Amazing. And this same study also found that the more frequent sauna use 
reduce the risk of developing dementia and Alzheimer's disease in the same dose-dependent fashion. So the men who used the sauna four to seven times a week were 66% less likely to develop dementia and 65% less likely to develop Alzheimer's disease compared to the men who only used the sauna once a week. Furthermore, what they also found was that the men who used the sauna four to seven times a week were a whopping 77% less likely to develop psychotic disorders compared to the men who used the sauna once a week. So this is absolutely remarkable and I want to emphasize the point that this is when comparing people who use the sauna once a week. This is not when comparing to people who never go to the sauna at all. So to summarize here, we've got dramatic reductions in cardiovascular disease, neurological disease, psycho psychotic disorders, depression, and we have increases in immunity, resilience, and sleep quality, as well as increased growth hormone production. So we've got a ton of benefits here for sauna use. I told you this was going to be biased, but you might ask, you know, that's a ton of positives. And you might be wondering, are there any negatives when it comes to this thing? Well, there is one thing. There is one potentially negative thing when it comes to sauna use. And it turns out that your testes don't like hot temperatures. Extremely hot temperatures, you know, sauna and hot bath is also a very hot place for your testes. These can have a notable but luckily reversible effect on male sperm and fertility measures. So this is because extreme heat has been shown to reduce sperm counts and sperm motility, which are absolutely critical for male fertility. And it turns out that fertility is not just about females. It actually blew my mind after reading the book um, Countdown, which is a great book by a lady called Shana Swan. And this book goes into the title is that how our modern world is threatening sperm counts and altering male and female reproductive development. So the thing that blew my mind was that it's actually it's not only fertility is not just about the female, but it's 30% male, 30% female, and then 30% male and female, meaning that if you are very fertile, but then your partner isn't very fertile, you still have a chance to conceive. Whereas if both of you aren't very fertile, then the chances of conceiving are going to be very, very low. So anyways, that's a good book to get into. And in the book, she states that she talks about all the things that affect male sperm quality. And she says that these negative effects of sauna use and hot bath use on male fertility can be reversed within four to six months of no sauna or hot bath use. So if you're planning to have kids, you know, you might want to put your sauna habits on pause. And this is, you know, exactly what I'm going to do. But until then, as long as there's no lockdown, I'm going to keep going to the sauna five to seven times a week. No question about it. And the same goes for women, by the way, as extreme temperatures during pregnancy, they may carry some 
health risks to the developing fetus. So listen to your doctor. How about that? And with all this on the table, though, I do want to point out that Finns have been using saunas for hundreds of years with great passion and great frequency. And the Finnish population has been growing steadily over the centuries. So, you know, it's pretty safe to say that, you know, these possibly negative effects on fertility, they really can be reversed with a couple months of no sauna use. And yeah, well, I'm just going to run with that. So this is a good segue for us to really get into the practical side of things. How do you actually use the sauna? Or more specifically, how do you use the sauna like a fin so that you can reap all the amazing benefits? And as I said, the Laukkanen study is conducted in eastern Finland on middle-aged men. And I can guarantee that every single one of them used a traditional Finnish sauna. They did not use a steam room. They did not use an infrared sauna. And the way that they used their sauna is very specific. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So a lot of people think that the traditional sauna, a steam room or infrared sauna, that these are the same. But no, they are not the same. They are about as different as night and day. And we're going to get into that a little, in a little bit later. For now, I want to point out that there's another very confusing term out there, which is quote-unquote dry sauna. Okay? So, never heard of dry saunas in Finland, by the way. The first time I heard about dry saunas was when I came to Australia. So, some people call... It's like definitely what they're talking about is a is a traditional Finnish sauna, but they refer it to as a dry sauna, and they're trying to separate them from wet saunas. Which, based on my understanding, a wet sauna refers to actually to a steam room, so it's not actually a sauna. So I'm just gonna cut out all the confusion right here, and we're gonna make one thing clear once and for all. There is only one type of a sauna okay there is only one sauna a traditional Finnish sauna if it's not a Finnish sauna then it's not a sauna and it's probably a steam room or an infrared sauna but those are different they're not the same thing so now in a traditional sauna there is an element in the middle of the room and this element has rocks on top of it this element is heated up by electricity or by a fire in a fireplace underneath it. So actually it's the rocks that are being heated and the whole element, but the whole element and the rocks, they're going to heat up the room. And it's, it is a very, very big detail that we do have those rocks on top of the element, which are heating up because I'm going to let you in a little bit of a secret. Those rocks, they are not there for decoration. They are there for a very, very good reason. And they are there for Lolu. Lolu. Okay. Lolu is spelled L-E-U-L-U. Lolu refers to the phenomenon of throwing water on the hot rocks. Okay. You get the sound. The water is then going to evaporate and it's going to create steam, 
which makes the room nice and hot and nice and humid. And since this is very, very big detail, and there is no good term in English for this phenomena, I'm simply going to be using the term lolu from now on when I'm describing throwing water onto the rocks. So this is a very interesting point that creates a lot of confusion for many people when it comes to sauna use. When I go to saunas around the world, especially here in Australia, I've had people tell me that I shouldn't throw water on the rocks and that I shouldn't throw lolu. And in fact, they're telling me that I'm risking our lives because I'm throwing water on an electric appliance. Let me get this straight. You are absolutely supposed to throw water on the element, even if the element is heated up by electricity as long as you have enough, enough rocks on top of it to cover the actual elements that heat it up, if that makes sense. So you should not throw water directly onto the elements, but you should throw water on the hot rocks that are on top of the elements. So as I said, the element can be heated by electricity or it can be heated by firewood. And for obvious reasons, it's much more convenient to have an electrical heated element, especially if you live in an apartment block and you know you might have a sauna inside your apartment next to your bathroom, or if the sauna is communal for the whole apartment complex, or if the sauna is at a gym or wherever else. So this is much more convenient. You know, pretty much every single Finnish apartment complex has a communal sauna. And you know, it's a very common practice to have an ongoing booking to use this sauna once or twice a week. And nowadays it's very stock standard that even individual apartments in Finland have saunas inside of the apartment itself. It's built next to the bathroom and you go in through the bathroom. And literally, I don't know, a very, very high percentage of very high percent of Finnish houses have saunas built into them. So I'd be, you know, if if someone built a house nowadays and they didn't have a sauna in there in Finland, I'd be very, very surprised. I don't think that happens that often. So as I've said, the element of the sauna, this can be heated up by wood in a fireplace underneath the element. And these wood fire elements, they obviously require a chimney. So they're more common in houses, especially in summer places. And most Finnish summer places are going to have a separate building that is dedicated to the sauna use. And most often they're going to have a wood-fired element in it. This thing is a little bit more old school. And a lot of people, myself included, I definitely think that the lolu, remember lolu is when you throw water onto the rocks, the lolu provided by a wood-fired element is actually much more pleasant than the lolu from an electrical element. And the main difference to me is that the wood-fired lolu is, is slightly more humid and the peak of the lolu isn't as sharp. And the lolu tends to hang around for a little bit longer compared to the average electric element lolu, which tends to be slightly drier and the electric element load also peaks very very abruptly like you throw some water it gets really hot very quickly and then it dissipates very quickly whereas is much nicer when 
you can throw a couple of times and slowly uh, comes on much more gradually and then it hangs around for a while and then it goes away much more gradually and it's much easier to control the lolu with a wood-fired element than it is with an electrical element lolu so at this point if you're not from finland you might be thinking like wait what what are you saying you're saying that there are different types of lolu that there's a difference between saunas absolutely there are massive differences between saunas and there are massive differences between the quality and the pleasantness of the lolu between different types of rooms and between different types of elements we have things like size of the room the amount of rocks how old the rocks are the temperature of the element you know the temperature of the room that you've heated up to the ventilation in the room these are all absolutely critical factors that are going to impact the humidity the heat and of course the lolu itself so now you know wow we know that there is a difference between electrical and wood fire elements we are now going to talk and walk through a typical sauna session so first things first you have to heat up the room to about 80 degrees celsius you can make it hotter you know 90 100 but 80 degrees is oftentimes really play good place to start because then it's easy for you to control the low if you make the room into 90 degrees or even 100 now when you throw water on the rocks it's gonna get really really hot very very quickly and it's almost it's too hot so 80 degrees based on my experience is the is a, it is a sweet spot you can still crank it really crank it up and make it really really hot but it's easy for you to control the load so it's very important to not throw water on the rocks when your element is still cold and when your element is still warming up if you do that the water is not going to evaporate the water will just splash into the ground and this is going to make your room prematurely humid without the heat and premature humidity without the heat this definitely reduces the quality of the actual lolu if you ask me you need humidity and you need heat once your room is nice and hot you're going to bring your ladle and you're going to bring a bucket of water you're going to sit on the highest rung of the sauna room as, as if you're a male only children and women are allowed to sit on the lower rungs of the room so men you want to keep this in mind because if you ever go to Finland you're going to be made fun of if you're going to sit down on the lowest rung of the uh, of a public sauna room and rightly so don't do that so you've got your room heated up to 80 degrees you've got your ladle you've got your bucket of water you are now ready to throw some load so you throw some load with some very nicely coordinated movements of the wrist which is a bit of a skill and you try to get most of the water on the rocks and not on the ground not on the wall behind the element you throw some water you throw again actually i have some real footage here so i'm just going to play that now for you so that you can get an idea of exactly what we are talking about
uh, that's just absolute music to my ears and I just I can't wait till Friday so I get to get to hear that beautiful sound again so how do you know when you've thrown enough load when it's so hot in the sauna that you don't want to throw Lolu anymore that's the answer if you can still handle more Lolu then I think you should throw more Lolu you really want to get to the point when the sauna is so hot that you start experiencing this it's like a tingling sensation a little bit of stinging sensation and this is the show so the whole goal of getting into the sauna is to get to that point when the sauna is so hot from the ladle that it's a little bit uncomfortable then you're going to put the ladle down you're going to relax you know what, what do you do you can just stare at the wall you can just close your eyes what I like to do is I like to close my eyes I like to focus on my breathing I'll maintain my nasal breathing and I'll see if I can keep my breathing nice and controlled in this a little bit stressful environment you know heat and extreme heat it is a stress to the body so I like to practice diaphragmatic breathing exercises when I'm in the sauna and any point in time your breathing is going to be a direct reflection of the arousal levels of your autonomic nervous system if you breathe fast and shallow that's a sign of a stress response and breathing deep and slow is a sign of a state of restoration and recovery beyond this fast and shallow breathing is going to reduce oxygen delivery to the brain to the muscles and to the organs so it's a really good idea to try to slow down your breathing whenever possible so especially when you're in the sauna take this opportunity to practice diaphragmatic breathing slow down your breathing cadence to about five to six breaths per minute and try to maintain nasal breathing and when you combine the sauna and you combine these breathing exercises you kind of get this real potent one-two punch you know you get all this amazing health performance and longevity boosting benefits so it's a really good way to use your time there and these are exactly the same exercise by the way that I teach in the breathing foundations course which you can find on the website at coachbuter.com slash breathing foundations if you want to learn more about that so we're in the sauna you've thrown three to five liters of water on the rocks and the lolu lolu starts building up three to five liters of water is usually plenty your lolu starts building up and then after a while your lolu is going to peak so it you know you'll, you'll stop throwing water and then it's going to start declining gradually and it usually take about three to five minutes until the lolu declines enough so that you go on okay I'm gonna go again and then you throw another round of lolu and usually after about two to three rounds of lolu you're going to take a break you're going to cool down and you know in Finland we love cooling down by jumping into the lake to have a swim both summer and winter time jump into the snow the ocean or you can just have a have a cold cool shower and in a typical Finnish sauna session you know you're then gonna sit around you're gonna talk with your friends if you have some with you for a minute or two and then you're going to head back in for another round of load and you would usually repeat this process about two to three times during the whole session so the whole sauna session it might last anywhere from 20 to one hour I would say 20 minutes to one hour being like the more social event it is 
then the longer but usually individuals will get out of there in like 20 to 40 minutes and a lot of people do ask me how long do I stay in the sauna for and I don't really I don't really know I don't I don't look at the time I stay in the sauna until I'm ready until I've had enough lolu and usually it seems to take about 20 to 30 minutes for me to get enough from lolu and a lot of people also ask me like do you really have to throw lolu can you just sit there it gets too hot I just want to read I just want to listen to music to make the time go by I've heard that I should spend 20 minutes in the sauna well in my personal opinion you absolutely have to throw lolu it's the it's the show not only it feels the best it's literally it's the whole you know it's the whole to me it's the whole point of going to the sauna is to throw the load and i want to point out that literally everyone in finland throws load and i can guarantee you with 200% certainty that the participants in the study i told you about you know the one that demonstrated all those amazing health benefits of regular sauna use i can absolutely guarantee that every single one of those men also throws slowly and every single one of the, those men uses the sauna exactly like i've just described to you except they might even drink a couple of beers while they're doing that so this doesn't mean that you're not going to get any health benefits from the sauna if you don't throw lolu but almost certainly you are not going to maximize them so if you want to replicate the health benefits of those people who were participating in those studies I would highly recommend you to start throwing some lolu too. And as I said, it is the show. It's it, it is the best thing. And if you feel like you can't handle much lolu in the beginning, that's okay because you definitely do build a tolerance to it. You know, after I've been going to the sauna for months on end, seven days a week, like my tolerance is very very high. Whereas this for coming Friday, I anticipate that I might not be able to, I definitely won't be able to tolerate what I'm used to, and that's okay. I'll just start with the minimum effective dose, and then I'll build it up as time goes on and as my sauna tolerance increases. You might want to consider investing into a sauna hat, and this is not a joke. If you know what a sauna hat looks like, you might think that it's a joke, but it's not, because it actually protects your ears from the most acute spike of the lolu and usually people what they really don't like about lolu it's the ear stinging sensation and that's often a deal breaker for many people but you'll get past that with your increasing lolu tolerance i would really say that based on my experience based on the finnish traditions the sauna is not a place to read a book. It's not a place to listen to music. And it's not a place to talk loudly. It is a place to enjoy the lolu, enjoy the sound of silence. You listen to the ticking of the element and the sizzling of the rocks. And there is absolutely nothing worse than going into a public sauna and then someone shows up who talks very, very loudly. It's very, very annoying. It's very disrespectful. So please, if you ever find yourself in the sauna with me, please keep it down. And by the way, if you do ever get invited to a sauna with a fin, this is the highest level of a compliment. And this is, you are literally being invited into their sacred space. So to recap this episode, 
Irregular sauna use has some amazing health benefits, including reducing your likelihood of dying from any reason, reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease, neurological disease, fighting depression, and activating genes that repair DNA damage and make you younger. The only potential downside is the reversible negative effects on male sperm quality and men might want to abstain from sauna use for about four to six months before trying to make a baby and women should abstain from sauna use during the pregnancy and for the same reason. So when you do use your sauna you should make sure to throw some load and if you ever go to Finland and you get a chance to try a wood-fired sauna next to a lake do not let that opportunity slip away. By the way, it doesn't matter if it's summer or winter, because in wintertime you can still go and swim in the lake, you can just drill a hole into the ice, this is a very common practice, and then you go for a swim between your sauna sessions. And if you don't have a drill, you know, you can just jump into the snow and make snow angels. They, they become very nice when you're nice and hot and nice and naked from the sauna. And this kind of a contrast between a hot sauna and an ice-cold lake, I, in my opinion, this is one of the most intense things you can possibly do. And nothing really makes you feel alive like that. And obviously, you know, build, build your tolerance up to it. Like, it, just start with going to the sauna and then going to a cold or a cool shower because it is a bit of a shock to the system and not everyone can handle that. But, man, I really miss Finland. I, I really miss a proper wood fired sauna. It's been it's been since twenty nineteen summer. So twenty nineteen August was the last time when I was in Finland. So I'm really planning to go this coming June. I'll go for at least a couple of months and I'm going to have many, many sauna sessions in a wood fired sauna. On that note if you have any questions about today's episode, if you have any questions about sauna, if you have any comments, if you enjoyed this episode, please send me a message on Instagram at Coach Burr, or you're also more than welcome to send me an email at hello at coachburr.com and I would love to connect with you. If you want to learn more about the breathing exercises that I use to train my stress tolerance and improve my attention span when I'm in the sauna, head over to coachputer.com and check out the Breathing Foundations course. I'm going to put a link to that and the studies that I've spoken about into the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that you feel inspired to go and have some load as soon as you can. This is Coach Putter. Let's do this.